0: Something that you tend to in like an intimate way. The flowers that are dimmed or falling into the cracks. Plants in a garden, you know, you're spending time in terms of like taking care of them.
1: They never had the opportunity to actually flourish.
0: Parts of you and parts of the art can only be accessed or realized by other people. That's why it's important to share.
2: Welcome to Art is Human Nature. A podcast where art meets the expert. A podcast where I, the artist, speak with people who know a lot about the ideas I try to capture in my work. I'm your host, Alexander Robinson. Being an expert can mean a lot of different things. In this case, the word expert is going to be used in an unconventional way. Today's episode is titled Garden. It's a painting that's about my youth, and I tapped into my childhood and teenage years growing up with my friends to create it. So, with all of that being said, the experts for today's episode are two of my best friends who I've known for at least 15 years. I consider them experts in this case, since they know a lot about the time I was trying to capture with this piece. Here with us today, we have Roosevelt, who is a super talented music producer, who is also responsible for the music you hear at the start and close of each episode.
0: Hey, thanks for having us, man. This is is dope.
2: We also have Eric, who is a brilliant mind that's currently in the process of completing his Master's of Education. Alex, I'm just very impressed with all that you've been doing. With the piece we're going to be talking about today, which is titled Garden, a big inspiration behind this piece is my time growing up in elementary school and in high school. And for anyone who may not know this, I've known these two guys for 15 years in that ballpark. I feel like I think we're getting close to 20, to be honest, something like that, right? A long time. So yeah, I've known both of you for like, you know, a long time. And while I've been growing up, they were right there. We went to the same elementary school. We went to the same high school. So a lot of the things that inspired the painting we're going to be talking about, they were there for a lot of those moments. So what I'll do is I'll show you guys the piece in real time. I'll ask, what do you guys see in it? And then after that, I guess I'll share my like original intentions when I was creating the piece and what I was trying to communicate. But okay, can you guys see it? Yeah, I could see it lit. I guess we'll start with just what you guys see. So looking at this piece, what stands out to you guys? What catches your eye? What do you see looking at this piece?
1: The first thing automatically is the shoes that draws my attention.
2: They look like Nikes,
1: right? We're not trying to say they're exactly Nikes because of who knows copyright laws and whatnot. But they looked like Nikes, Jordans, and growing up, especially like in our neighborhood, in our schools, Jordans and Nikes were like the top shoe you had to have. If you didn't have it, like if you had Pumas, you'd get get made fun of, right? And any other shoe, like it was just Nikes or Adidas and Jordans, obviously. And then it was like that status thing where like, I remember like anytime like I would get new Air Forces, especially in elementary school you'd be so happy that first day when you wear them to school because compliments left and right. They're like, oh,
0: you got Air Forces? Really? First thing that comes to mind when I see this is like, you know, it's just the homies chilling. It makes me think how important just being in a group was for us at a young age and how important it was to bring value to the group that you're in. Like whether it's through like, oh, yo, I have some sick ass Jordans again, me. Or like making people laugh or like, you know, whatever it was that you brought to the group was only important because you're part of that group. So for everybody in that picture, it's like really important to be there to get that photo, to know that you were hanging out. You know, that was a big event. I'm sure there's a guy who's not in that photo who couldn't make it because his mom didn't let him go out or some shit. That was probably me half the time. to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And those are like the events that had a lot of importance. And so I think that painting is an important event. Yeah, what you just said its just so mundane. It's so simple. There's nothing extravagant about it.
1: But those are the times we remember those conversations, those jokes that we would have with one another happen in those simple moments. And it's just like just standing there. I wouldn't say poor, but like we weren't rich either. You know, <laughs> we couldn't go do extravagant things, but just standing and
2: chilling. We could do that for like hours. It's not surprising that both of the insights you guys had on this piece ring true because you guys are a big part of the inspiration behind it. So with what Eric was saying about the shoes, that was a very important thing to kind of capture because it's, it's a very little detail and it's a very small thing, but it was such a big part of our experience and our lives and even the idea of getting fake shoes, you know, being like, I hope no one notices what Roosevelt touched on with that moment. That was a big thing with this as well. This like moment that is kind of mundane. They're not doing anything too crazy. There isn't this crazy movement happening. It's like a picture, it's a moment frozen in time. I guess like a big thing that's also a part of this piece, which is very subtle and it's meant to be very subtle. That big thing is so, okay, I'm sure like you guys have heard the phrase kids falling through the cracks. Like, oh, that's a school. I don't want my kid going to that high school a lot of the kids fall through the cracks there, and whatever ways people use that phrase. So that phrase was actually a very, very huge part of the inspiration behind this piece and what I was trying to communicate. And I guess with that idea of falling through the cracks, it always got me thinking. And the idea that that's really the role of teachers and adult supervision it's, at least for me, it's to make sure that kids don't fall through the cracks. They keep an eye out, oh wait, you know, if you keep going in that direction, you're going to reach a crack that you might fall through, and it'll be very hard for you to get back up. So, you know, just like that adult supervision, teachers being around. But then another thing with that also is, and I feel like this isn't, I mean, beyond that phrase of falling through the cracks, it isn't really spoken about much, but depending on the environment, some people are in an environment that has more cracks than others. Some people are in environments where they need to be more careful than others because the risk of falling through a crack is a lot higher depending on where you grew up. Whereas like for some people, they may have grown up in an area that let's say running with that analogy, it's very put together and the pavements very taken care of. So there's, you know, cracks are far and in between. So you know like as long as you keep an eye out, you'll be okay. And then you know you have people who grow up in places where there's like cracks left and right like you got to be really really careful to not fall through a crack because most of the kids and people you know are falling through the cracks and these types of environments, I think, are what lend itself to, um, people who end up being these success stories because people don't expect kids to prosper in certain environments because they're like, Oh man, it would be impossible with all the cracks there. It would be impossible not to fall through a crack and, you know, make it out, so to say. So that idea was a big thing with this piece. And with the background of the piece, I wanted it to be subtle, but you can see like these flowers and some of them are more straightforward forward and standard-looking flowers. Some of them are kind of morphed and a little different, and I guess with that, I wanted to convey individuality, almost like these flowers represent different kids and different people who are all different, and no two flowers are the same. And then you can also see flowers that don't have color, That are kind of dim there's not a lot of them but there's some flowers that aren't very bright and those flowers kind of represent the people we knew growing up who didn't have a support system didn't have that guidance to make sure they weren't falling through the cracks and the flowers that lost their color and then you can kind of see a lot of these black jagged lines and those in a very abstract sense are the cracks. And you know, some of the flowers in the background are falling through them, and some of them are very close to falling. And it's in the background of this piece because for us growing up, that was always in the background of whatever we were doing. Whether we were just together having fun, just goofing around, that was always there. You know, there were always kids and people like us falling through the cracks, and we never knew, we just sort of hoped that we wouldn't be next and that we would be okay. And then this is also very subtle, but in the actual foreground piece with the guys hanging out, you can see a literal crack at the bottom of the pavement. And yeah, you can see the guy stepping on it. So that was kind of um, my intentions and what I wanted to communicate with that piece. And it's kind of cool to share that with you guys, especially because for a lot of the things I'm talking about, you guys were there for that. But with that being said, what do you guys think about that? What do you guys think about my explanation for the piece? And do you guys feel that was a big part of our childhood or what was your experience with, you know, this idea of, you know, falling through the cracks and adult supervision.
0: I want to add to what you were saying very much so that adults and people older than us were there to keep us from falling through the cracks just as much as they were. The people within that group, the people in the photo in that moment were there to keep us from falling through cracks as well. So for me, anyone in, within a close friend group like that, you're all influencing each other. And so if one person wants to do something that goes in the direction of falling through a crack. We're either like going with him or her or we're saying, no, nah, let's not do that. I especially like when you mentioned how it was always in the
1: background of our minds, right? It is true, like even throughout high school, we talk about what if we went to a different high school, right? I don't want to name it, but what if we went to this different high school? We always thought our outcome would be completely different. And arguably, like some people we've known that went to that high school had negative outcomes, right? So it's like, oh, maybe we did whatever path we went was for the right choice. Well, yeah, the flowers that are dimmed or the ones that are falling, we end up asking, like, what happened to them or what are they up to now, right? And we've heard, like, a few stories, not to get personal or, like, reveal anyone, but, like, we've heard some stories where it's, like, heartbreaking, right? Because we grew up them, we, like, we played with them as kids. And then just to see them, like, not doing so well in life, its it's very difficult to see.
2: With us talking about, you know, like cracks and people we grew up with, you know, maybe going down the wrong path or things of that nature. For the two of you, is there a moment that redirected the course of your life?
0: Speaking of crack, I think for me, seeing someone personally, like my cousin, actually going and falling through the cracks, really informed my life in a huge way. My cousin, you know, he was a victim of gun violence because he was involved in things he shouldn't have been at like such a young age. He was 18 when he passed. For me, seeing going through that whole experience, for sure, was like, wow, okay, this is something I can't let my family go through again. And so that was like a stern like reminder, and always at the back of my mind that hey, this is something very. Very real very close to you for me for sure that
1: and then i guess like mr c he was one that like pretty late in like my pre-post-secondary career he actually made it seem like what i had to say or what i wrote was actually like very impactful it was very like i had a voice and i needed to express it right people needed to hear it but more importantly i needed to hear it and i felt like that was key to it
2: right like trying to like just embrace it for me one moment that really stands out amongst the many, especially in reference to the art piece, is during elementary school. For me, during that time, I would definitely say I was a kid that fell victim to stereotypes. And by that, I mean, I didn't realize it for a long time, like what was going on. But I guess a big thing with stereotypes, like a global sense, is you have these ideas that are held about people that look like you or whatever, and you pretty much, I guess, have other people telling you who you are, And what you're going to be. And this is while you're young and you haven't figured out who you are or what you're going to be. So that influences you a lot. The world trying to define you before you've defined yourself. And you know, as a kid, because you haven't done that, you're more prone to believing what people think you'll be and what people think you are. And I definitely fell victim to that. And this is going to sound like funny, but like it's so serious. But growing up, like at our elementary school for a long time, I genuinely, like not even like as a joke, as much as it's going to sound like funny. I genuinely thought I had two options in life. Straight up, I thought you either have to play basketball or some sort of sport or you have to be a rapper and i remember being young and being like man i don't have the juice i'm not a baller you know what i mean i'm not like super athletic like that narrows down the two options i have so i gotta be a rapper." That's it. Cause it's one of the two. So I remember there was, there was a time, a period of time. I want to say maybe it was like grade five, grade six or so, like around that time. And like when people would have conversations and be like, Oh, when I'm older, I want to be blah, blah, blah. When people would ask me, I would tell them like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a rapper. And like, I didn't want to be a rapper. <laughs> I thought I had to be, which is crazy. I thought those were my options. And all of these things kind of like hindered what I saw I was capable of doing. So the possibilities for myself, like, that was a very narrow window. And I remember, this was like, this is huge, but I remember we were grade eight, we're applying for high school, and Miss Q, me and Roosevelt's teacher, she comes up to me and she asks me what are you gonna apply for and for those who don't know if you're not in Canada or whatever over here with high school there's like three different streams for schooling I want to say locally developed two is applied which is if you're going to uh thinking of going to college afterwards and the third one is academic which is for university bound students and it's more theoretical stuff and between those three streams obviously it ranges in difficulty and anyway so I was applying for high High school and I remember Miss Q she asked me she said which one are you applying to and I told her applied and I remember she looked at me and she said Alex you're a smart kid you better apply for academic and I never thought that was something I could beat. I never thought I could be oh, I can be smart. So I did that. I applied for academic. And following year in grade nine, I end up receiving the English academic award for having one of the highest marks in the English academic class. And that moment in particular really sticks with me because I think that really speaks to um, what I was trying to communicate with the art piece, which is, you know, like that idea of, you know, people, whether it's your friends or teachers or other adults, helping guide you on a good path. And just the influence, the power and influence we have on each other's lives where you know just that one person telling me i have potential and i can do something changed a lot for me because of miss q i ended up doing academic and i did really well i had those capabilities but it just took someone seeing that in me and believing in that for me to do that because my self-esteem just wasn't there i just didn't see because of whatever those outside reasons are you know whether it's like you know the stereotypes that were being projected on me and all these sorts of things but yeah so and i feel like that just speaks how important it is to have positive role models and have a support system and people that believe in you because yeah like if she didn't care who knows maybe I do applied and I don't apply myself in school (laughs) and who knows where that leads me not to say like that one thing decided the whole trajectory of my life but that's definitely one that sticks with me because I, I wouldn't have done it
1: And in terms of that, like how teachers are so influential, I remember I was volunteering at a public school for this uh, after school program. And then it was like a mix of like young grade six, grade five boys. Right. And we would just I was like basically a mentor or a big brother, so to say. And then we would just, like, play football, talk about the social media, like, all different aspects, right? And then, like, over time, like, the kids, they loved me because I played sports with them, right? Whereas, like, the other mentor, he didn't really do much. Like, he was just, like, supervised where I would actually engage with them, right? Like, if we were playing to play basketball, I'd, like, make sure they wouldn't score anything. And they're, like, always try, right? I remember, like, seeing his, like, record and, like, how teachers interacted with him. And I could just tell, like. He was, like, racially stereotyped. I saw, like, how you were, Alex. Like, you could only be this because he was, like, a young black boy. Like, his anger is, like, oh, he's just the angry black kid again, right? So then I saw how, like, teachers interact with him. He would always, like, be punished or whatnot. Like, there was one time, like, a kid knocked a stack of papers out of his hand, right? And I saw that, right? And then, like, he got furious, right? Because that's disrespectful. So he chased the kid out of the gym. But when the teacher saw that, it was just... And he wanted, like, don't get me wrong. Like, he wanted to, like, get revenge like hit him back right but when the teacher saw that it was like hey why are you doing that why are you doing that you're always causing trouble and then I'm like I stepped in I'm like oh no this is what happened and then she's like she didn't believe me she's like oh no 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 this is something that he does all the time I'm like oh no like I was there he wasn't the instigator he's just reacting to this right and then I stood up for him to the teacher even though I was just a volunteer and like I say all of this because like I remember like the week after and again I only saw them once a week The week after, on Wednesday, whatever, I get to the school... This, the jock, the angry black kid, the the mean guy, but the popular guy of grade six, he comes running to me and hugs me from behind, right? And we have a policy, like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, oh can't, okay, you know, because you know I'm like, oh you can't, man. He's like, ah oh, I missed. He's like, I missed you, it's been so long, man. My week's been rough, but I'm glad you're here. And then I was just like, not to say, like, oh, I made such a huge impact, blah, 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 but I'm like, just showing like kindness or that like you actually care for a student has like tremendous impact. You if you show someone that you do care about them that they're worth being valued or that they're worth just being themselves then like it could have such positive impact from it. but if you're constantly put down or if you're constantly just shown this harsh realities that you can't escape it you just think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy
2: you know as we're talking of influences if you could speak to the 13 year old you what advice do you think you guys would give them knowing what you know now i think
0: it would go something along the lines of trust in your own ideas have confidence in like what you can conjure up in your imagination it's pretty powerful stuff and don't second guess yourself and don't be scared man
1: Love yourself first. That's all I could say. You're capable of so much things. You have potential. Don't let your light burn out. How about you, Alex?
2: I think I would just say you don't have to be what they want you to be. And I would also say art. Pursue it. And it's okay to pursue it. Because that was a little thing I went through where like, I thought, like, I can't. Some of the big pillars of growing up are for sure teachers, friends, and those bonds you create. But another big thing is parents and parenting. So for you guys, what would you say is one thing that your parents did that had a very positive impact on you?
1: I guess how my dad, he'd always react to, like, when stuff would go bad, whatever they may be, be calm about it. It's, like, not the end of the world. Like, you could move on from it. There's a way to pass, like, over difficult obstacles, right? And, like, seeing how, like, my dad, even my mom, like, how they would act when hardships occurred, they would never lasted. They would always, like, overcome. So it's, like, that resiliency. It just builds strength and
0: character, right? i'd say for me like my mother she always stressed for me to be positive i think um, that always really stuck with me you know always like just like her always smiling always wanting people to have a good time around me and things like that even when things aren't so great
2: they're both like really great answers for me one thing my mom, uh instilled in me that i found to be very impactful is i think just any idea i have of love is uh very shaped by my mom when it comes to like loving other people as well as uh, loving yourself. My mom was like really great with that sort of stuff. And especially with self-love, that's like true and true to like just who she is. And even now I see it with my little brother in the washroom. He most often uses around the mirror, there's sticky notes of positive affirmations saying, I am smart. I am this, I am that. When they line up the mirror. So every morning when he looks at himself in the mirror, he sees those phrases. And that's just who my mom is. And like most things with our parents, I didn't truly grasp the significance of that until I was like older. Eric, you're currently in the process of working towards your Master's of Education. What was it that made you want to pursue that path? What is it that made you want to become a teacher? At the end of the day, it's all about community,
1: right? And teachers are a centerpiece in that community. They shape kids' lives, and they represent so much, and they have such a great impact. And I just wondered, like, if there were more people or more teachers that actually took the time to care for their students more or, like, showed more effort about the community aspect of it, right, of teaching. I just feel that so many lives could have been changed for the better. And it's not to say that they're the saviors, like, don't get me wrong, teachers are not saviors, but the influence of just trying to actually take time to appreciate and care for
2: others. In that same vein, what do you think makes a great teacher or an exceptional teacher
1: It's all about that personal connection and actually trying to make a difference in your students' lives. It's just not saying, read Shakespeare, answer these questions, what does it mean? It's more about passion, but also the interrelationships that you build with your students, right? That personal connection, again, back to community. And I think that differentiates an exceptional teacher from just a teacher that does the minimum.
2: Roosevelt, you're producing music, you're creating music. What would you say led to you pursuing music? Was music always something you were super passionate about? Just how you got to this point
0: I think music has been just as present as soccer has been in my life in terms of like interest and something that I always wanted to do because I remember um as a kid all I ever wanted to do was play soccer and listen to music I remember falling asleep and every night to fall asleep my moms would have the cd player playing you know like stereo whether it be the radio or the cds that we had and I grew into like making beats very young with my brother and stuff like that so like I listened to this one album called Home by No Such Thing, and he's like a, a producer, an electronic composer. And I found out about him through like some music that I really like, Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon 1 and 2. So I listened to this album like, oh my god. This album had no lyrics on it. It was just straight production and composition that like introduced me to this whole world of like producing and composing and electronic music. That I really felt like, whoa, this is for me. I could say it just as much as someone rapping just by like composing a song with no lyrics. And that was like the coolest thing to me, like, whoa. And so that really sparked an interest for me to like produce and compose and do all that stuff.
2: If I'm not mistaken, I feel like you didn't really get to get into producing music until a little later on. So it makes me wonder, what if you had the opportunity to do that very early on in school? For sure,
0: man. I remember vividly as a young person knowing that, hey, I love music and I want to learn more about it. Who do I go to? Who's like a role model or a teacher or program? And that was non-existent.
2: And we've had music programs, but those have been, I feel like they're a little dated where they're mainly focused on instruments. But yeah, it really makes me think that one day soon music production is just going to be like a common part of the curriculum. When it comes to music, is there a particular person or moment that really affirmed your decision?
0: I remember the transition from me moving to Toronto to Pittsburgh, where I went to school and played soccer at. And I remember this moment so specifically. It was like super late night. I was like just on my laptop making beats, And I made this one beat. And I named it Will after my college roommate because it was like, yo, this it was like, yo, this music is so sick. I love it. Like, this is me. This is like, I finally cracked it. I I finally know how to like sort of transport my personality and who I am in this one song. And I did it. I was like, yes, I did it. In his basement. I'll never forget that moment. I was so happy. And yeah, I think that was a moment. It was like, yeah, like I got to keep doing this. I got to keep chasing that moment. And I have.
2: I'm very thankful to have you guys be on the show. And in a grander sense, I'm very thankful to have you guys in my life.
1: Very proud of you. Again, you're like a brother to me. And I hope you continue having success in uh, whatever endeavors you put yourself in.
0: It's awesome. It's dope. It made me think of so many things. Very inspiring. And I'm excited to hear this episode and the rest of the episodes that you do, man. I'm really happy and proud of you, brother.
2: Thanks to the critics who have voiced their disapproval of the streaming system, who have also gone on to provide evidence of how it disproportionately impacts racialized and low-income students. In 2020, it was finally announced that Ontario would be putting an end to academic streaming in grade 9. This is a move in the right direction, and hopefully the start of some real change in the education system. This concludes Art is Human Nature. To see the artwork for this episode, visit artbyrobinson.com slash artishumannature. Until next time.